All right, hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It is Emmett Fox Friday. I am Jason Napolitano, and on the line, Mr. Chris Sheridan. What's How you up? doing, Jason? I'm good, Chris. What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, it's a new year. It's a new day. It's, it's a new phone. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. You, have, uh, you have, I'm presuming, the new iPhone. I do. I do. Uh, good for you. Uh, you can take uh, beautiful pictures, I'm sure. Uh, I am still on an iPhone, an older one. Uh, it still takes pretty good pictures, but I, I understand those things are pretty, pretty awesome. No? Just added a few hours. I don't know. It's just another phone. <laughs> Hopefully it's better, you know. But. Right. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, and so that glowing review on the new iPhone. Hopefully, it's better coming to you live from Chris. So, Apple, if you're listening and you want a spokesman for your products, yeah, I'm your guy. Sheridan is your guy. I don't just to qualify this. I mean, it's a phone may take better pictures, but I'm not sure I will just because I have a new phone. That's a very good point. My skills in. So I hear you there. Technology, it's like, you know, it's, it's half, the, half the thing with these, these shows and movies these days. Everything looks so beautiful, but, you know, the writing and the storytelling, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so anyway, enough of that. Uh, we are speaking on, of course, the same topic we do each week, which is Find and Use Your Inner Power by Emmett Fox. It's a great little book. Um, we are moving through it pretty pretty well. We skipped ahead and then we found one actually, last week we skipped ahead and we found another one uh, this week that's pretty close by. So, you know, over the, the next weeks, uh, we will probably go back and do some of the previous ones to this. We will be taking off uh, a few weeks. Uh, Chris and I are gonna kind of figure out some, some new things we wanna do uh, with the show. And so we're gonna kind of retool things a bit. Uh, but we'll be back after that. So go back and listen to some of the old shows that you haven't listened to. Um, you know, go back to the early shows and stuff. Go back to some of the subjects that you, you might want to check out or some of the things that we've mentioned in some of our other podcasts if you want to follow up. And then we'll, uh, we'll be back with some fresh material here in a couple of weeks. And by the way, what is it? January, what is it, the 8th today? January? 8th. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be back around February, the beginning of February. Uh, okay. So today, uh, you want to go ahead and start, Chris? Yeah, sure. Okay, so from Emmett Fox's Find and Use Your Inner Power, this is Your Criminal Ear. Many years ago, a foolish professor wrote a book in which he said that he could always tell if a person were a potential criminal by the shape of his ear. This naturally created something of a furor, and a London newspaper sent a reporter to interview old General Booth of the Salvation Army on the subject. He said, General, you probably have an unmatched experience of human nature in the raw. Do you believe that there is such a thing as a criminal ear? William Booth laughed loudly through his mosaic beard and replied, why, of course, there is a criminal ear, and we've all got one. If it were not for the grace of God, every one of us would be doing time or deserving to, end quote. William Booth understood human nature. You never can afford to condemn another because in his shoes, you would probably have done just as badly or worse. You never know to what temptation another person has been subjective. You cannot tell how much ignorance or sheer stupidity has had to do with his fault. You should thank God that you know better, if you really do, and help him with the right thought instead of pushing him still farther down mentally. 
Have you not noticed that sometimes after condemning someone else rather pharisaically, that you have shortly afterward caught yourself committing the very same fault? Wisely did the master say, judge not, judge not, judge not lest ye be judged, I think is the actual quote. So, all right, so that's- Remember that today? What's that? Did it, does anybody remember that? <laughs> Just, <laughs> whole, yeah. It seems like the whole social fabric is, is built upon judgment. It, and it criticism does. and condemnation. It does, doesn't it? And that it's is a currency of exchange. It really is. And not only that, I mean it's it's worse than that because it's 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 in these little tiny sound bites and memes and you know, it's not even well thought out criticism or judgment. Right. You know? So <laughs> even worse. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, uh it's interesting though, this like a couple of things. One, first of all, I like um I like this. Uh, I like this mosaic beard because I, I immediately thought of a like a beard made of mosaics. It's like made of those little clay tiles, you know, that the, oh, yeah. the Romans were so skilled at. I was I was kind of imagining imagining that while I was thinking that. But of course, that would be Mos like a Moses like beard, mosaic. Love it. Uh, and then the other thing that, but the, what what kind of caught my caught my my ear, not my criminal ear, but my ear. You have one. I do have one though. We all do, Chris. We all do. Um, th this idea of uh, phrenology popped up into my head, and I have this poster from the uh, from the eighteen hundreds of of uh, it's like it's you know it lays out a head and all these different features on the head and what that means. This was a this was a science quote unquote at one time, and they were actually using this science to you know, try and determine whether or not, so, this is actually true. There was a criminal cranium, a criminal ear, a, you know, uh, this, the, if you had this kind of forehead, you were like a Neanderthal or something. You know what I mean? It was like a whole, like, it was a whole thing based on this, based on the system. And now obviously we know it's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, but really, I obviously General Booth knew, General Booth knew that, you know, the, uh, the guy from the Salvation Army. Because he's saying, you know, look, we you know we're all we're all criminals. Just we're we're just you know some of us are, are luckier than others not to have been put in in terrible situations that some people are put into, uh, you know. And so that's really what you know what Jesus was talking about. We saying, you know, judge not, because you really you just don't know what someone has went through, and you don't know how you would react under those under the same conditions. And oftentimes you know, we would probably do worse than some of the people that we're condemning. We just haven't been faced with the crap that they've had to deal with, you know? Well, absolutely. I mean, well, even just take something simple. Uh, we're talking about generals and uh, armies, uh, something like war. You know, both sides are fighting for their lives. They're fighting for God. They're fighting for country. They're fighting for their flag. They all want to go home and see their loved ones. Uh, when this is all over, they probably nobody or very few people on either side even want to be there yeah. doing that stuff. So there's way more in common uh, than there are that, you know, that separates groups. And I would say that's probably true of, of any, uh, you know, group uh, or set of groups that are set against each other. Uh, it's just seeing things from a different point of view. It's not uh, that there's some moral equivalency necessarily um but it 
kind of steps away from that, you know, right and wrong, or this is the side of good, and they're just on the side of evil. Uh, if you're fighting a war, you're probably both, you know, kind of doing some bad stuff. So I don't, be really hard to judge uh, in that. Um, but it's, it's just a, uh, it's almost like an artificial way that you have to come up with these things to criticize somebody else because, you know, because we have no idea. I don't know what, you know, say like Vietnam, for instance, I grew up, you know, with the Vietnam War on TV and everything. And it's like, you know, well, how could they do that? Oh, they booby trapped our helicopter and blew some of our guys up. And it's like, well, God, what a horrible thing. And, and it's like, well, but they had been, you know, I find years later, they'd been at war with the French for a decade before Americans even showed up there. And, and it was their homeland and they were, you know, colonized and, you know, all these other things. It doesn't excuse bad behavior, but it certainly puts a, a more, you know, complex uh, and sometimes nuanced spin on it, instead of just saying, oh, we're right and they're wrong and our side will win. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and feeling like, you know, right is always on your side just because, you know, it's your point of view. Uh, and I think that's what really gets the heart of this thing where, you know, where Jesus is talking about, you know, not judging others and really, you know, trying to take in a holistic perspective and realizing like, look, there is no sides, you know, there's a, you know, you're living on a, a round planet and there's, there's really, you know, these arbitrary lines that we've made that, you know, to create the nation states that we live in, these arbitrary lines we've created between different religions and cultures and all that stuff. So, you know, it's all fine. I mean, some of there's positive things and some of that, you know, people want pride in certain things and all that, but, but to, to, you know, to judge other people in terms of like, you know, ethics and morality and not, uh, not try to, you know, like you said, like, you know, take the moat out of our own eye or get the beam out of our own eye before we try to find the moat in the other guy's eye or the speck is another way they say that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of these kinds of things where you have to just really, you know, this, this gets into that territory of, of Jung's idea of the shadow. You know, most often it, we find that it's much easier to project the dark parts of ourselves out there onto a group or onto a scapegoat or onto someone else than it is to deal with the fact that we have the same impulses. And even though, you know, we feel like we're in the right, you know, if you look at it from the other person's point of view, oftentimes they, you know, if you looked at it from a higher perspective, you'd see that there's just two people who both think they're right. You know, there really isn't ethics or morality on either side, you know, and, and there's a lot of judging going on from both sides. And this is where like, oh, if you were kind of be able to meet in the middle somewhere and you know, not lead with judgment and the projection of the shadow onto the other, you might be able to see things clearly and mediate your way out of something instead of having to go to war, you know, or having to get into a fist fight or something, you know, or whatever it's going to be in every violent situation you find yourself in, whether it's individual or as a nation or as a culture or as a, you know, country, whatever, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I like what you're saying. I think, uh, that shadow or that projection, uh, the scapegoating of your enemy or the opponent and saying, look at them, look what they did. Do you see this? Um, it's a way of pointing uh, not only your finger at somebody else, but uh, diverting somebody else's attention 
away from you to know, see, they're really bad. Well, they, what they did was so much worse. And then use that as a justification or a pretext uh, for a violent act or some retaliatory, uh, retaliatory act that's going to um, you know, somehow compensate or make up for how bad they were. Uh, but saying nothing about about one's own self and it's you know it, it's part of what a projection is yeah you know you really do need sometimes to see something in the other person or in the government institution or uh, the religious group or whatever that uh, you can point out as being not right or singularly bad um, and if it is a projection from within, from you, uh, that's sometimes the best way and even only way uh, to see it. If we can't see it in ourselves, if we can see it in another, the mistake is made when it gets stuck on the other and then it's pulled away from me, you know, a Jungian or a depth psychologist or somebody really interested in personal transformation would say, okay, what's my part in this? Mm -hmm. Yes, this person's doing something wrong. Uh, maybe they have a criminal ear, um, but what's, what's my ear about? What's, yeah. What am I listening to? What am I saying? You know, how am I like this? Um, you know, I think a lot of people now, we're just, we're stuck in this scapegoating, um, otherizing energy. And it's, it's probably done mostly unconsciously, uh, but not too far <laughs> below the level of awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, because we don't want to be thought of as bad for the most part uh, or be stupid. It's like the people on social media who, you know, if somebody uh, tweets something and they don't spell a word right or use punctuation incorrectly or the improper version of the word there. <laughs> so hold on. In other words, like 95% of the tweets and texts and social media posts that are out there? Is that what you're yeah. It's an ad hoc attack on the person uh, yeah. and, and their grammar. Um, and, and it's completely not about the content. When really you should be attacking their moronic ideas and not their... <laughs> I, I well, it shows you don't have much of an argument or you don't understand or you're not willing to listen Absolutely. to the other side. I, I you can just single them out. See, they're racist or they're this or they're a socialist and you know, you're going to own nothing and yeah we're going to be communists forever or no we're going to be fascist or you know whatever the you know this fear sure. thing it's yeah like, the shortcuts to thinking right these kind of knee-jerk reactions where you're not really it's a big brush you can paint somebody with yeah exactly oh you're just you know just completely wrong everything about you well you're just a yeah. jerk you're just a racist well you're a nazi you're you know, some kind of way to like, it just like, it almost like ends the discussion because I think a lot of people do want to end the discussion because they're, they're afraid to have it, they're afraid to have a real. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, if, if you don't have good ideas and you're not, you know, and you have no training and debate and you can't keep your wits about you and you really don't know what you're talking about, of course, you're just going to go to some easy statement, you know, some simple, easy statement to try to shut the thing down or some, you know, quick kind of, buzzwordy kind of you know saying or something that you've heard on the internet or on you know on a video or something to try to you know you just keep screaming that louder and louder and that's supposed to that's supposed to you know uh, make do for for you know good conversation or debate like the art of communication and the art of debate has really become lost unfortunately because i can even remember 
you know, when we were younger and stuff, you know, there was way more time devoted to hearing sides of issues, hearing coherent arguments for and against things. You know, in fact, even in, you know, the crappy public school that I went to, we learned how to debate, you know, and you had to gather information for and against the, the argument, the issue at hand and so on. And, you know, I just, I don't think that's being cultivated anymore. It's like people have got, you know, and, and in the media, just, it doesn't give people time to explain their, their situations, their arguments, their points of view, clearly. They just want to keep everyone arguing all the time. And, you know, you, you mentioned this earlier before we got on the show. It's one of these ways where you can keep people divided and, you, and they never realize they're actually arguing for the same cause, just in different ways sometimes. Like, I think that's a lot of what happens. Right? Yeah. And it keeps people divided and divisive and, you know, confused. And there's so much misinformation. It's like, look over there, there's your enemy. And you're like, whoa, my enemy is suffering as much as I am. And then these, you know, these CEOs on top are keeping everybody discombobulated and ripping everyone off and not paying a cent in taxes and going, look over there, look over there. It's the people on welfare. It's the people that are, you know, getting Medicaid. It's the people that are this, that's socialism, socialism. And it's like, what are you talking about? You know, we didn't, none of us have anything. And we're all like, you know, arguing with each other about who's, you know, who's got, who's got more, who's got less. It's like, there's like eight people that have all the money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's amazing. So anyway, that's just, that's an aside. But the point is, is that. Oh, it kind of is the point too. Well, I guess it is, isn't it? I don't know. Good point. You know, and that's, that's really the, you know, like, what are you going to do when the real enemy comes? If, you know, the, the people are kind of fighting amongst themselves. Uh, or, you know, like, uh, what if, if it just say if it were, a, say, a sporting team, like yeah. football or something, uh, and take your pick on version of football, whatever, <laughs> whatever that means to you. Um, if, if you're fighting with each other within the team, you don't like the goalie, uh, the coach is a jerk, um, you don't, you know, the team isn't paying you or, or something, you know, how well are you going to even compete with the uh, opponent? for the match. Uh, if you're fighting amongst yourselves, you're gonna be weakened on the field um, for the game. And I, I just see a lot of that now. I see, you know, different groups of people that look very different on the surface, um, but really they're essentially two oppressed people <laughs> um, fighting against each other instead of unionizing or organizing yeah. Uh, to transcend the the oppression, uh, I, I I completely agree with you, and and I and I think there's a there is I, I think there's a concerted effort. And again, I don't want to be a, like a conspiracy theorist, but I do think there is a conceited a, you know conceited effort by 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 corporations and the media to keep people you know disinformed and feeling unstable all the time, so that they don't organize themselves and do things for themselves and ask for what they deserve in terms of wages and things like that. And it keeps people uh, discombobulated and fighting amongst themselves for, for, for scraps while a bunch of, you know, for lack of a better word, overlords basically steal 
most of the profits from businesses. And, you know, people are, are left with little or nothing. I mean, real wages have not grown since the 70s. And I don't want to turn this into a big political thing, but, you know, there, there is, you know, there is no reason for a CEO to be earning, you know, 10,000 times what the, what the average worker is earning in a business. It doesn't make any, any sense. And it's, you know, it's, and it's not fair and they don't want to pay any taxes and they don't have to pay any taxes. And then everybody gets working class or, you know, lower middle class or middle class is paying very high taxes for very little social programs. That is a problem. And, you know, and so this idea, so they get this, so getting back to what we're talking about, which is judging, you know, I think there's a concerted effort to kind of keep people judging, you know, the average person walking down the street is judging everyone around them, thinking this guy's doing this and that guy's doing that. Well, it, you know, it's keeping you confused and weak because you can't get on the same page and go, hey, you know what, we're, we're all kind of getting, getting screwed, let's say. For, I mean, this is one example. I mean, it's not that cut and dried and I'm not trying to be, you know, anti-capitalist or whatever, but certain things have gotten way beyond what, what normal capitalism was all about, unfortunately. And, you know, there's a lot of people misusing their power. And, you know, the average American is not really getting the services and the, the, the programs that they, they deserve or need. And if you, you know, if you look and see, you know, what's going on in Canada, what's going on in Europe, and you see the programs that are available there, and you kind of go, huh, wait, they're paying, you know, the first thing people scream is, oh, they're paying 50% of their, you know, their wages and taxes. So are you. You just don't see it because you're nickeled and dimed everywhere you go. 5% here, 10% there, value, or, you know, tax on top of this, the phone company tax on top of the, uh, your cell phone bill, all these little hidden taxes, quote unquote, you pay just as much taxes as anybody else does around the world. You know, maybe we paid slightly less, you know, and again, I'm turning this into a political thing, but, you know. Well, that's what's going on right now. I mean, it, it is. I mean, there's a lot of this stuff in the air right now, and there's, you know, there's a lot of unrest, and obviously we're dealing with some, you know, some crazy stuff in Washington and so on, right? So, you know, this is what we, we talk about these things. This is spiritual, it's political, it's philosophical, you know? Well, it's life, you it's know, life. and to take a cosmic eye uh, viewpoint of things to uh, even someone like Emmett Fox himself, who just the nature of his work and his words you know, are geared towards this higher ground. Yeah. Not holier than thou, but just no. higher up that you can kind of see the context, you can see beyond uh, the petty divisions um, that seem to be, you know, so important yeah. and so sharp, um, you know, very pointed. Uh, they, they kind of fade uh, a little bit when you get kind of rise above it. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of how we have to, uh, that's why these things are like that. That's why um, from Taoism to Buddhism, uh, it's to unify these opposites or, you know, Jungian thought. Yeah. Uh, to bring these, you know, opposing forces into harmony, yin and yang. Uh, that's not how we do things in the West, particularly this country, the United States. We, you know, it's this, it's us against them. It's me against you. Um, we're right, you're wrong, and we we will win at any cost. Um, yeah. 
that's not really, that would be like, you know, one wing of an airplane fighting the other wing of the airplane. It's like, can't fly with one wing or no. one side, you know, you really have to have both. And um, I think, you know, the more we, you know, we're in these divisions and a lot of these divisions are based on judgment, which is the theme of this, um, of this passage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, judge not. Uh, because first of all, you don't know what's yeah. going on with somebody else. You see the effect of a lot of causal forces that are invisible. So you see somebody um, yelling and screaming at somebody and threatening to call the cops, uh, even when they didn't do anything wrong, probably. Um, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of mistrust. Uh, there's probably a fair amount of ignorance because there's not a complete picture. There's probably already some pre-agitation going on. You know, the straw that breaks the camel's back is, you know, this, the confrontation at line in Walmart because somebody's mask slipped, slipped under their nose uh, didn't start there. That may be where the outburst <laughs> appears, uh, yeah. but all that started way, way before then. You know, so that's uh, that's where Fox gets to these uh, these concepts and these ideas that, you know, you don't know what another person is going through. Yeah. You know, they may be carrying a, a burden you couldn't even imagine. And maybe you should have been a little more sensitive and open and uh, forgiving um, and gracious maybe towards another person who's maybe not having a good day. Um, you know, and if it's this side or that side, say like in politics or, you know, the sides that, that seem to get picked, they all want the same thing. They all want, you know, prosperity. They want security. Um, they want uh, safety for themselves yeah. and their families and communities. Sure. They want economic uh, security. Uh, they really kind of want the same things, but they wear a different colored hat and they have different rhetoric and language to express it. But the important thing is they're coming from different points of view. Yeah. And that gets lost in it. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, I, and here's, a, I mean, here's a good example as you were talking about that. It's like, you're trying to like, think of something like, like, like food security. So, you know, you, you know, there's, there's a contingency of people who think like, you know, global neoliberal economics is the way towards, you know, security, economic and food security, you know, shipping things all around the world and having cheap sources of, of products readily available and easily shipped and, you know, and flown in, you know, with cheap, cheap oil, you know, is, is the way to go. That's one point of view. And then other people, for example, would think, okay, food security means I'm going to grow my own food in my backyard, uh, be part of a community garden and, you know, and think about, you know, having local, local sources for food, because I don't know that something's going to be able to get here from 1500 miles away. And I don't know that I can even trust the safety of it, for example. So to them, food security means something quite a bit different. You know, so it's oftentimes, we're, you know, we'll, we'll say, you know, what, what, you know, what we think means, you know, we're on the same page, but really we have completely different ways of, of, of trying to solve those problems. But, but there's a fundamental sort of archetypal idea under with, which is security or, you know, food security or family or, you know, or what democracy means, for example, or what, you know, capitalism means or what socialism means. These ideas, you know, these are big ideas that everyone has different ideas what those different things mean. So, 
you know, you've got to start with, you know, with the non-judgment of something and then, you know, delve in deeply so that you, you know, you know what your quote unquote opponent, for example, is, is even talking about, you know, we're both trying to achieve the same goals perhaps, uh, but we're, we're using different language, different strategies, different ideas, different philosophies to get there. Maybe there's some common ground that we can find where we can work on things together. Who knows? You know, but that, but you got to start with, with an attitude of non-judgment, you know, there's an open-mindedness to that. And, and I think that it's strange because we have so much access to so much information. There's so many, you know, elements in culture, which are, uh, you know, so welcoming of everyone. And, you know, there's this idea of social justice, which is so prevalent and so on, but people are more at each other's throats than ever before. It seems like over these different ideas, it was almost like, you know, you used to be able to at least talk about things. Now it's just like people screaming at each other over the tops of signs and in, you know, rude videos online. It's like, where's the dialogues? Where's the, you know, intellectuals having, you know, long conversations about things and people kind of, you know, you know what I mean? I, I, I so I think, but it has to start though with non, with a, with a basic idea of non-judgment. Like I can not agree with you and talk to you about something and not judge you, you know, and, you know, it's, you know, this is the idea like non-judgment doesn't mean it's, you know, re relative. It's not like a moral relativism or something where there's, you know, by saying don't judge doesn't mean there's any ethical or moral responsibility. It's all relative. That's just a, a cop out. You know, what it means is like, you're going to have very clear ideas about what you think is right and what you think is wrong and, you know, your moral ideas and, you know, the ethical responsibilities and, and implications of things religiously and spiritually and just, you know, or you may not have any of those views. But the point is, is that, um, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're not gonna necessarily you know you're gonna agree with everyone you're gonna have different opinions you know don't judge means don't judge and listen and try to come to some kind of you know terms it doesn't mean anything goes you know and that's where i think people they, they think it's some kind of wishy-washy bullshit like oh you know it just means anything goes and do whatever you want that's that's not what non-judgment is that's not what an open mind is you know, an open mind is a willingness to meet someone and discuss things. You may or may not agree, but you're going to at some point have to figure something out to make it work if you're on opposite sides of those spectrums, because we all have to live together. That's the reality of it, right? Well, even more than that, I mean, the spiritual reality of it is uh, we're all together. We're all <laughs> brothers and sisters. And if you want to go even further, metaphysically, we are all each other. So left-leaning liberal from Boston um, has a closet red MAGA hat and an AK-47, um, virtual or actual, uh, but it's all part of us. We're all part of the same family. Um, and maybe somebody is expressing a part that we go, oh my gosh, look at that, that's terrible. How could they be this way? Um, and then they're saying the same thing to that person. <laughs> uh, again, coming from different points of view, and um, I guess I'll, I'll put a final note on this with uh, anything with judgment, uh, hatred, uh, this lashing out against another, 
has to do with fear. It's all fear-based. So if it's economic or food insecurity, or that you know the white people are going to kill everybody, or oh now the ethnics are going to come into my neighborhood and devalue the property, you know it's all fear. It's not really like you know you don't really dislike the person or their race or their culture or anything like that. If you do dislike it, it's probably because of fear. And that generally, I think, stems from ignorance. It's really a lack of uh, the total fact, or even just enough of the facts. There's not a, a rush for understanding. There's rush, a rush to condemnation and pointing the finger. And then, then you're canceled. Oh, I'm just going to cancel you. It's like, it's not a video game. You know? Oh, yeah. You, you can't just do that. It's not that simple. And, and none of us are you know, leaders of, of this kingdom where we can just, you know, people can pop in and out at will, like yeah. it's some virtual thing. I think we've confused uh, or conflated some of these uh, things that work really well in a, you know, computer simulation. But, well, even if this is, this reality is a computer simulation, it's a yeah. probably a bigger computer and it's a lot more complex. Uh, but we really don't, you know, there's just so much fear. So if that's my wish for the, this new year and, um, you know, all the, the hatred and anger and um, dissension, disruption, all the hyperbole, oh, this is the end of the world. We've got to save the soul of the country. Well, he's going to destroy everything. The damage is incomprehensible. It's like, it's not that bad. You know, that's just more hyperbole to say, look how bad the other side is. Yeah. And as a way of saying, I'm okay. See, again, there's that fear, there's that insecurity. So if I can point a finger and say, you're bad, and if I can just get rid of you, then I'm going to be okay. All that's, first of all, that's not a solution. That's not going to work. And second of all, the whole cause of that is this feeling not okay, this feeling unsafe insecure and in fear that this other group of people is somehow going to make they're already struggling life even that much worse and so that's my wish for this year and every year i guess and every day um for people to look for you know like you said that common ground or that i don't maybe have to be quite so afraid of this person if i can open my mind maybe shut my mouth a little bit and just listen without judgment and just hear. Maybe I'll hear something a little bit differently. Maybe I'll get to see something about this person or their group or what they're really getting at. If I'm not showing up at the table with all these preconceived notions. Great point. Based on fear. So fear not. Fear not and judge not, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. I like I like your wishes for this new year, and I'm wholly on board with what you're saying. And uh, great way to wrap that up. So we will be back. Um, you know, do not do not judge. Um, again, it doesn't mean you don't have your opinions and your you know your strong strong feelings and your 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 own moral stance on what you think is right. But you know, if you can keep that even even heartedness let's call it, you know, an open-mindedness, you know, maybe we can find some, some middle ground and solve some of these, these real issues. And, you know, some of the real issues are, you know, this 
obviously we've got to deal with this, this virus and we're, you know, we're dealing with economic problems moving towards that. And, you know, and the biggest of all is, you know, the environmental stuff. I mean, if we don't have a air to breathe and, you know, water to drink and clean food to eat, I mean, all the rest of it is a bunch of nonsense. There's nothing to argue about. And, you know, bigger than that, it's like remembering like what you said, you know, we're, we're all one, we're all from the same source. We're all part of the divine mind. You know, we're all from the same human family, regardless of what we look like or what we believe or what we, you know, what we, what flag we wrap around ourselves or whatever, you know, so if you can keep that in mind and see that, 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 that divine, that divine part of that person in yourself, then you're more likely to see it in other people. So remember, you know, we're all, we're all, we're all one. So, you know, think about that and moving into this new year. Anyway, thank you for, uh, for listening to us. Thanks for, for your support over these, uh, uh, these last years we've been doing the show. We appreciate it. And, you know, we're not going anywhere, but we're going to be gone, like I said, for a few weeks and we'll be back in February. So there's plenty of shows to go back and listen to stuff you haven't heard. I think we've, you know, we've got 150 something, 151, 52, something like that. So plenty of shows. Um, Thank you again for your support. Appreciate it. Uh, CosmicEye.org. Chris's book is The Spirit in the Sky. Mine is If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, Join us again soon. Uh, Goodbye and God bless.